2: Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Today in learning things about a song I've never heard. (laughs) Tell me more.
3: Never heard this
2: one, really. Sweet
3: Judy uh -uh. Blue Eyes by Crosby, Stills, Uh and Nash. Yeah, happy happy birthday to Steve Stills of Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Buffalo Springfield and a great solo career. Uh, He is 79 years old today. And John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin is 78. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, classic rockers are getting up there.
2: Okay, I need to start keeping a chart of which airline now is doing this in which states, and I'm starting to confuse Spirit and Frontier Airlines. (laughs) Which one thought you needed um, a passport to go to Puerto Rico? And which one flew a kid to Puerto Rico that was supposed to go to Ohio?
3: Yeah, pretty sure it was Frontier on both of those. Spirit I thought was it the was, one, yeah, Spirit was the one that just flew a six-year-old to Orlando instead of Fort Myers. That happened last week. And, okay. and now Frontier strikes again.
2: I, I, I am beside myself on this one. <laughs> because it comes down to, in my opinion, um, one of the most important parts— of what you go through at an airport is scanning your boarding pass when you get on the flight. That's how we make sure, quite frankly, that crazies don't make it on. That's one of the ways that you scan the boarding pass, you make sure that this person is supposed to be on this flight. It's like one of the last, um, what do they call that? Like last hurdles to making sure that this flight is safe. And it's such a basic thing. You hold up your boarding pass, it dings, and then you get to board. That's what didn't happen that allowed this 16-year-old to go to Puerto Rico from Tampa instead of Ohio to visit family.
3: Yeah, and again, we're talking about places that uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Cleveland, Ohio have very little in common. <laughs> I mean, airport codes notwithstanding, I mean, none of that stuff. And and like you said, the airport code shouldn't even matter. It should matter when you scan the barcode on that ticket are you at the right gate, or are you not? And if that fails, if that's that easy to screw up, then how many other things could they potentially screw up? If I mean, it, it almost seems like with Frontier and Spirit, both they're depending more on us knowing what mm-hmm. we're doing than them knowing what they're doing.
2: Well, that's I like that. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, I know, right? In this case, at Tampa International Airport, again, you had a 16-year-old. Um, in this case, they had the right gate. But you know how sometimes multiple flights fly out of that gate over the course of a day? And in this case, they had the right gate, but it was the Puerto Rico flight that left first. The Ohio flight didn't leave for a couple of hours later. Well, the kid was already at the gate. Yeah. And so, again, he's 16. This is why you have, and his parents had checked him in, and what they said happened was the boarding agent, I don't know what that person's name is that scans your boarding pass, looked at his boarding pass, didn't scan it why i don't know for what
3: possible rea- i mean now if it was the same exact scenario as what happened with the spirit flight now we know why it's that person who got popped because that's what happened with the six-year-old getting on the wrong flight the gate agent was the one who ended up getting fired over that so if the gate that, agent
2: will be fired here too
3: oh without doubt i mean if you yeah. let somebody on a plane without scanning their boarding pass you have one job
2: uh, yeah, this one I'm I'm a little beside myself about it for exactly what you just said. It's they looked at the boarding pass on the phone, and didn't scan it. That's according to Logan was the kid's name. Mm-hmm. So he boards the flight. I wonder um, to how long those flights are. Probably the flight to Ohio is probably they're they're maybe similar from, in time.
3: Yeah, from Tampa, probably about three hours.
2: Yeah, and San Juan probably is too. Mm-hmm. Um, from Tampa, because you're going pretty far east. Sure. Um, so the kid boards the flight gets to Puerto Rico, and says, where the heck am I? This doesn't look
3: like Cleveland. Yeah, uh, very very little in common, like we said. So uh, what Frontier ended up doing is they put him back on the same plane because it was just headed right back to Tampa. So they put him back on that plane, got him back to Tampa, and then the next day, I guess maybe mom or dad, whatever, met him at the airport, took him back home, and the Mm -hmm. next day they were able to fly him out to his original destination, back to Cleveland.
2: Here's the other part of this that I don't get is that Frontier Airlines assigns seats. Sometimes they don't do it until you get to the gate. Sometimes oh. you don't know what your assigned seat is. I think Spirit does the same thing where you have to pay more to get an assigned seat. So it must have just been that the seat that he sat in was unoccupied for that Puerto Rico flight. Otherwise, there would have been two people in the same seat. Yeah. But he, the kid asked, did nobody do a head count? I mean, how was, did nobody, and I guess not, maybe they don't do that, I don't know um his dad is pretty upset saying frontier didn't do a whole lot like initially they kind of denied responsibility that's always a smart thing to do and then they gave him like a 200 hundred dollar voucher on frontier to make up for it who whoever is going to fly that airline again if this is what they did with your son
3: sure or i mean especially given the fact that uh, you know like frontier said uh they don't have an unaccompanied minor policy at all if you do that it's at your own risk so Yeah. Not only is it whoever is going to fly Frontier again, who would ever trust them with your kid, especially if your kid is older and old enough in your own estimation, 14, 15, 16, 17, to be able to fly on their own. And that doesn't bother you because you think, okay, well, my kid's pretty smart. He knows what he's doing. Well, yeah, but they don't. And there's not a chance, given something like this, that I would trust my own 16 year old with Frontier Airlines because I can't go back there with him and make sure he's on the right flight.
2: Frontier Airlines apparently does not have an unaccompanied minor program that escorts young travelers. For the life of me, I don't know why. (laughs) They wouldn't have one. They clearly need one. Yeah, Uh, The airline allows passengers 15 and older to fly alone. Um, Yeah, I you can blame if you want, like the parents for taking him, you know, too early or whatever. But in this case, the kid was at the right gate. Well, yeah, and this wasn't the wrong gate thing.
3: Well, and that's what they tell you to do. That's the other thing about that is, uh, I mean, how many times have we heard? Make sure you show up at the airport two hours before your flight's supposed to depart. And I know this from experience. They turn those gates at TIA very quickly. Because there's a tremendous amount of traffic that goes through that airport. So that flight may have left 45 minutes before his flight was due to leave. They could have easily gotten another plane in there, gotten people off of it in 15 minutes and then started the boarding
2: process. I've seen him do it. How do you not scan the boarding pass? Yeah. And this is just happening so often that I start to wonder now, does the FAA need to start taking a look at this and, and, and put new policies in place? across the system. Well,
3: sure. And, and one of the things I know we're going to be talking about a little bit later on is some changes that they're going to be making at KCI, which again, makes you wonder, okay, in light of all of this, maybe we need to t- you know, take another look at the idea that people can just wander around the airport for a while. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on right now in that industry. And because... I mean, there's a million reasons for it, but because we have all these discount carriers now that are trying to fly on a shoestring without the proper agents, without the you know, the proper number of people working at the gates and working on the flights, which is where they're going to cut costs. I mean, it's the, one of the only places they can. Then they're going to end up with people who don't know what they're doing, making this kind of mistake.
2: We'll get to your calls here uh, if you want in. Somebody said, was the kid not listening to the announcement? I don't know. It's It's, it's a busy airport. I don't always hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't always hear it. You just know you're at the right gate and he just figured he was in the right place. Don't put this on a 16-year-old. Put yeah, this I, on the airline. I
3: agree. Uh, and and who knows what they said? Again, given the fact that you've got a gate agent who didn't scan somebody to get and let them on a flight without scanning their boarding pass, do you really trust that they got it right? That they were the you know, the, or that they said anything about it? They may have just announced it by flight number, the kid wasn't paying attention.
2: Uh, we can go to the phones here. If you are as outraged as we are, feel free. Hello, Jay in Kansas City. How are you?
4: Hey, I'm good. How are y'all doing? Doing fine. Great. What's on your mind? Yeah, happy New Year. I work at the airport. I don't work for the airlines, but I will tell you this is something called a wishy wig. What you see is what you get. When you go to discount airlines, they make a lot of mistakes. or a lot of gate changes at the last minute. Uh, it's not only just for, for the young people who are under, uh, who are minors. It's also for the seniors. And it is hard to hear uh, overhead, you know, what because they make these changes last minute, and it's unfortunate. And um, I feel bad for the families who don't know where their loved ones are.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's unforgivable. I mean, anything could have happened to this kid. You know, he was yeah. 16 years old and in Puerto Rico for crying out loud. So yeah, these are mistakes they can't make, and they've made it twice in a week.
4: I know it's unfortunate, but things will get
3: better. Good, good deal,
2: Jay. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. I assume this flight was early in the day and luckily this was San Juan, Puerto Rico, where Tampa probably has multiple flights a day too. So they were able to get him right back to Tampa. Yeah. If this had been in the evening, that kid spending the night in San Juan, Puerto Rico. How's that going to go without
3: parents or anybody else? Yeah, Yeah, Where on earth are they going to put him that they would trust that he would be able to get back to the airport on time and all of the other stuff? Yeah, it could have gone a lot worse, especially considering. And you've mentioned this before. Frontier doesn't fly full schedules like United and American and Delta do. Sometimes there there's only I mean, that airline, you're right. Flying from Tampa to to San Juan happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily on Frontier. They may only have a couple of flights a week.
2: That's true, yeah, luckily they were able to, yeah, they may do one back and forth every day. That, yeah. you're right, that even seems like a lot. Luckily, they were able to get him back there. And I wonder if they hadn't been able to, what you hope happens is that Frontier knocks on South, Southwest, yeah, Southwest goes to San Juan. Mm-hmm. You knock on Southwest door or whomever and says, hey, and you keep an agent with him the entire time until he gets on that flight back to Tampa. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, if you want to get in here, 913-586-7798. Still to come, uh, late night host, Jimmy Kimmel, not happy with Aaron Rodgers. We'll explain why next on KMBZ. Back here on a Wednesday, 913 586 Oh, I like Jimmy Kimmel. I, I don't have the crush on him that I do Seth Meyers, but I like Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel a lot. Okay. Um, I, Cause he just kind of tells it straight. He's just, he's not too smart. He's, I, I just kind of like his, his kind of comedy. Um, and so Aaron Rodgers really got under his skin. Um, so, and we'll play for you here in a second. What happened?
3: Yeah, and, and it's easy to see why because the whole thing started. We've got, I believe, we've got some audio from Kimmel to kick this off. There was a sketch that that he did on his show, and I mean, he's made no secret about the fact that uh, he thinks that Aaron Rodgers is a little bit nutty when it comes to his take on COVID nineteen and vaccines and all ayahuasca and all of the other stuff that that Aaron Rodgers has done to keep himself kind of front and center in the news for things other than playing football. So Kimmel has mocked him on the. Show And I think that's a little bit of what we got here.
4: Needless to say, all this UFO talk has the tinfoil hatters going wild, including Green Bay Whack Packer Aaron Rodgers, who offered this hot take on the Pat McAfee show. I I believe that this has been going on for a long time. Interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world. Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released too? What's that? What are you talking about? There's some files that have some names on it that might be getting released pretty soon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. That's...
3: So that, that was part of what uh, kicked off this fight. And then Aaron Rodgers himself responded on yet another edition of the show.
4: Does something to do with the Epstein list that came out? <laughs> Feels like it's <laughs> like. supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Look, this guy's been it's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting yeah, in my yeah, wine I, cellar I, for this I, thing. I, a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel are really hoping that doesn't please! <laughs> do <I> <laughs> All right. All right, obviously a clip from this particular program was run on Jimmy Kimmel show uh, whenever Aaron brought up the the list and then Jimmy mocked him for it. Mm-hmm. Aaron has not forgotten about that. But here we are, sitting right in front of that nice bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I'm waiting to celebrate something. Oh, yeah. yeah something <laughs> He's awesome. been waiting That's for it. That's the that. one. He's been waiting I'll tell you what, if that list comes out, I definitely will be popping, popping some sort of bottle. Hey. Because-
3: so that was that was the slam is that he intimated that on uh, this this phantom list of clients of Jeffrey Epstein that somehow Jimmy Kimmel's name was going to be on there. And, and the implication is clear that Jimmy Kimmel is a pervert and a molester and everything else that that uh, that Jeffrey Epstein was. He was ascribing that to Kimmel. That's slander.
2: And Kimmel knows it. Oh yeah. And has um, is Kimmel on NBC? Is Uh, that the network that uh, he's on?
3: I'm trying to remember. I think he's ABC. ABC. I think he's ABC.
2: Whichever one, they have a lot of lawyers. And Kimmel was quick to respond and quick to point out, "You keep this up, buddy, and like this is serious. We'll take you to court." This is what he said. He went on to Twitter. Tonight's show will be interesting as well. Um, he said, for the record, I have not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clear-y pho- clear phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. And that's serious. Keep it up, and we'll debate the facts further in court. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me think somebody now is latching onto this with what Aaron Rodgers said, and he's threatening Jimmy Kimmel and his family.
3: Yes, and and that, um, I mean the, the whole thing. It, first of all, let's let's discuss the wisdom of trying <laughs> to beat a late night comedian at his own game.
2: There's wisdom to that at all? No, there to isn't. Debate?
3: <laughs> okay, so now that that's over with, uh, yeah, that was the shortest debate in human history. That's a right? dumb thing to do. So you add to that the fact that he responded to what was clearly a joke, and, I mean, was only kind of halfway a joke at Aaron Rodgers' expense, and wasn't tying him to all of the things that Jeffrey Epstein was guilty of before he hanged himself in prison. But then... I mean, all it was doing was saying, OK, he's a conspiracy nut. And the fact is, read, read his words. Listen to what he says. He is a conspiracy nut. Yeah. Which is fine. You can be that if you want to be. But people are going to make fun of you for it. And if your response to that is to say, well, you must be a child molester. Yeah, I think maybe you want to dial that back just a little bit.
2: Do these two have history at all? Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy
3: Kimmel? Not that I know of. I mean, that wasn't the first time that Kimmel had had made fun of Aaron Rodgers on the show. Okay. Okay. But aside from that, I've I've never heard Rodgers respond to it before this. It's such a weird person to pick on.
2: It, yeah. it, to pick on a late-night host, by the way, who gets an hour every night to respond and has a heck of a following and is pretty well liked. That's a dumb a dumb place to aim.
3: Well yeah, and and first of all, Kimmel's not the only one. He's not right. the only one who's gone after Aaron Rodgers for this stuff. I mean, Colbert has and mm-hmm. Fallon has all of the rest of them. So, clearly what he's saying is, I watch Jimmy Kimmel every night. I mean, right. that's and the I implication. Right. Yeah. And so you're admitting that you're, you know, that you're sitting there hate watching Jimmy Kimmel or whatever it is and hanging on his every word and then you come out and you make a statement like that against him letting everybody else off the hook for doing exactly the same thing. But when you put yourself out there for saying crazy things, then you have to be ready for this in response.
2: So is Aaron Rodgers just bored? Like Probably. he's not playing football, and so he's bored. Yeah. And too much time on his hands. And um, it was just such a weird... Such a weird thing to say.
3: Well, And just for a little bit of perspective on this, that statement from him about the Epstein list came following. And I swear to you, this is true. If you didn't watch that episode of the Pat McAfee show, go back and check it out. They were what they were discussing that led up to that was how the NFL is fixed because the Super Bowl logo from the year before has the next year's teams in it. <laughs> seriously, the, the, the colors that they use, because what oh, he was no. saying is that if you look at the Super Bowl 58 logo, the colors that they use in that logo are purple and gold, which are the colors of the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, two teams that very well might find themselves in the Super Bowl this year and said, oh, just go back and look at the colors. And they're, they're broadcasting who the next two teams are going to be. So... That's nuts, and, and when you follow that with tying Jimmy Kimmel to the Epstein list, again, all you're doing is showing everybody that you're kind of a dope, and you might have gotten knocked one too many times in the head.
2: And you can be a dope, and that's okay. Sure. You're allowed to be, and you can be a public dope if you want. But coming back to the word slander, leave other names out of it. Yes, and if you're say going whatever to, you want, leave other names out of it.
3: Right, and there are there is a limited expectation of privacy when it comes to that. So uh, if if he had said the same thing about you or me or anybody else that's listening to this show, then it, it, it would have obviously been, uh, you know, a slanderous statement to make. So unless he can prove otherwise. Um, but when you're a celebrity, you have a lower expectation of privacy when it comes to that, and and so you can be. That's how the National Enquirer got away for with for years and years and years with making intimations that were not true, and it wasn't until Carol Burnett sued them successfully that it kind of set that limit. And it and what the that suit said was, yeah, you can parody them and you can say things about them that are you know, maybe not defensible, you may not have the proof, but you can make allegations of this person was seen with this person, maybe they're dating, Oh, you know, who knows, are they cheating on their spouses with each other? You can ask that sort of thing, but when you make a direct statement that somebody did something that they demonstrably did not do, that still counts.
2: For those that are saying and going off on, this is what Jimmy Kimmel does every night on his show, what about all the slanderous comments? I think what John just said you're being great but what john just said describes why what Jim, jimmy kimmel doesn't accuse anybody of a crime no and so he doesn't he's making jokes there's a difference between and believe me jimmy kimmel knows the difference and sort of the lawyers for abc that
3: look over every script yeah. before every show just to make sure that there's nothing in there that would count absolutely
2: same with every other late night show yeah they they know that line so if you have thoughts, 913 586 Feel free to get in here if you'd like. Uh, still to come this hour, everybody's back at the gym, and they all want you to know it, and they're all documenting it on social media, and everybody else would like them to stop. Get to that coming up on KMBZ. Hey,
4: Mel, Brian here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl.
2: Like goodvice.com story which is where this next one comes <laughs> from because they don't hold back they just put it exactly like you and i would put it uh which is my favorite thing about the, about this next story uh so this is the time of year people head back to the gym sometimes they go back for a month and then don't go back go back for a year later and what you're going to notice if you forgot about this is that there are people that go to the gym and then for social media content film it and take pictures of themselves and it requires all of the equipment <laughs> the old person in me just thinks that I, I don't understand the demand for that content. I don't I don't get who wants to see that. Yeah. Unless it's for the genuine purpose, and it's usually not, but for the genuine purpose of teaching people on social media how to lift weights properly and do things like that. Because there is demand for that, especially this time of year. Usually it's not that. Usually it's a vanity thing. Yeah, look at me. On. Look what I can deadlift. Right. Right. And in all seriousness, one of the points of this article, the headline is stop filming yourself in the gym, you weirdos, which is literally the headline (laughs) is that in filming themselves, people are including in those videos, other people that are more self-conscious than they are and don't want to be filmed.
3: Yeah, and the other thing about it I think that gets me is that, and I can tell you, I mean, the two or three times in my life when I've actually gone to a gym, uh, it was long before any of this started going on. It's that if, if you wanted to do something like this and you worked at the gym, and you were an instructor like you said and you wanted to put together an instructional video of do this don't do this because you might hurt yourself don't do it this way th- then that's one thing and somebody like that would probably make such a video after hours when there isn't anybody else there so that you know they they could uh, right. they, they wouldn't have to worry about exactly that But yeah, they I mean, they describe this place where you go and everywhere you look, there's somebody on a machine with a cell phone propped up against the machine next to them, filming them as they're doing what they're doing. And you're right. You're going to get everybody else there who does not want to be a part of your video.
2: One of the things we talked about before about in the gym is the number of women that end up being being asked out. It's just a weird we're like social constructs don't apply like the social norms that the rest of us try to abide by for some reason just don't apply but women that get asked out and you know kind of looking weird at people and that kind of thing um i am surprised that gyms allow that level Me too. of filming yeah especially if you're trying to be well, they're not all trying to be, but for the ones that are trying to be inclusive and make everybody feel OK. I mean, you can't help that and to end up in some of those videos. And as somebody who goes to great lengths to not have my picture online, uh, that would make that would weird me out. Well, sure.
3: And I, I think for anybody, I mean, you you take uh, you know somebody that isn't there yet. You know what I mean? Somebody that isn't buff, that's going to the gym to try to get there. <clears throat> They don't want to be in your video. They don't want, I mean, even just walking by, if they don't know that you're filming, they don't want that out there. They're in there because they think of themselves as a not yet finished product. So you look at it from their standpoint and go, do you want to be the schlubby looking guy at the gym that's right Mm -hmm. behind the big buff dude who's making his little video for TikTok?
2: They make a couple interesting points, too. Um, The person that writes this article is admittedly 30 years old, and I like that this person is as irritated by all of this as he or she is. Um, But one of the points that they make is that a lot of these videos are being made for money. They're being put on TikTok and YouTube and whatever, and they're they're making money off of those. So the other people that are in those videos are not being compensated for being in them, even though the creators are. More importantly, I feel like one of the points they make is that you have a lot of older people that are just going about their lives and doing their everyday stuff, not realizing they're being recorded and put into TikTok videos or whatever. And some of those people are the target of those videos. They're being mocked for whatever thing it is that they're doing and they don't know it. And that's the worst part of some of the social media that I see.
3: Yeah. Gyms need to crack down on this. They need to stop this because I mean, for all of the reasons you just said, that's not cool in any way. Um, and, And it's up to them. I mean, they don't have to allow you to film while you're in there. And I'm a little surprised as you are that any of them even let you do that when somebody else might be caught on your video, whether or not you're, you're outwardly trying to make fun of them. Um, just for the the sake of the privacy of the other people that are in there, what's the gym that that makes their that makes their name on? We want to be the place for
2: everybody. We
3: don't Planet want Fitness. is it Planet Fitness? They, no, yeah. no grunting and yep. no, you know, all of the other nonsense. No that goes judgment
2: on. zone or something they call that. It.
3: Right? Yeah. It, it, that it would surprise me that they don't have a sign right there in the front that says no filming. Don't do it while you're in here.
2: And they can do that, right? Sure. I mean it's it's a private business. Yep. They can say you can't record in there. I wonder if they fear they're gonna lose business if they don't allow you to go in and record. And I hope I hate that it's about money, it's probably about money.
3: Yeah. Still, I, I mean, if they've been able to make enough of a name for themselves by having that reputation then it seems like they wouldn't be losing anybody. In fact, they'd probably gain more people that wouldn't go in there. If I knew somebody was in there filming at the gym, there's not a chance I would walk in that front door.
2: Same. I I would have no interest. I would get as far away from that as I can. (laughs) I I don't want to be anywhere near that at all. Yeah. Um, This is why I feel like in a lot of ways, the videos of people doing those kinds of workouts at home so that you can do them at home are increasingly popular yeah there are a couple that i follow again this is my age showing but like i have a couple problems with my back and so there are a couple of tiktok users that i follow that teach you how to fix those problems at home with like stuff that you have at home they film those videos in their house using everyday stuff that you would have at home. So I don't have to go out and do that stuff in public,
3: which to me would be a lot more instructional anyway. I mean, if I were looking yeah. at doing something like that, that's exactly the kind of video that I would be in for. I don't want to watch some dude just, you know, sit there and, and, you know, grunt on a machine and, and tell me how awesome he is or make fun of somebody else for not being as awesome as he is. That, that means less than nothing to me, but it's the same way. I mean, cooking videos any kind of instructional video like that whether it's cooking mm-hmm. or how to fix a car or whatever it is those are the ones that i watch Is just one guy who's in his driveway you know with a wrench yeah. and he's going to show you how to do something
2: that's where um a lot of us learn how to do things that's how i um i once installed a ceiling fan because i watched a youtube video of a guy that sure. was just doing it at home um yeah, yeah, like you said, car repair stuff is people that just do it's a lot more approachable that way. Yeah. But I guess there is an appetite for the guy in the gym showing off his whatever he's got or doesn't
3: have. <laughs> yeah. And, and the funny thing is, I think with a lot of those videos, if, if I had a knock on them, and I'm not so sure it's even a bad thing, is that when you're watching the ones, especially anything to do with mechanics, whether it's like you said, installing a ceiling fan or a disposal, which I've still got to do, uh, or working on a car or anything like that, is sometimes they get, al- because yeah. they're so into it, they get mm-hmm. very technical with it, and uh-huh. it almost gets pedantic, where they're, they're like going through the basics of everything. But if you're into it too, then you kind of want that.
2: And if, if you're on either side of this, I would love to talk more about it. We won't uh, if you are the person that films yourself in the gym or does selfies in the gym, talk to me more about why.
3: Yeah. And and by the way, 6849, who just texted in and said, my gym has a sign that says no recording. Tell us where, um, just out of curiosity, I, I wonder how widespread this is getting, because obviously, the if Vice covered it, the problem is there. And if you're not, I mean, if you're just somebody who goes to the gym every so often, would you feel more comfortable with it if they banned that kind of recording? If they just told everybody when you walk in the door, put your cell phone down. If we catch you recording yourself or anybody else in here, we're going to throw you out.
2: The other thing vice.com points out, and I would feel better about this too, is that they um, you have to give your consent. If you're going to be in a video or, or if you don't want to be, let me put this the other way if you are going to record in a gym you have to get the consent of anyone else in the gym that might be in your video before you can do it i also think there are ways to record in a gym that don't have anybody else in them yeah can you not just pick a machine that's back in the corner it's back
3: and against the wall
2: yeah <laughs> keep everybody else out of it uh-huh you know
0: i, I want to <laughs> bring colin in for a sec colin who's joey swole um, he's another one of those influencer type guys, but in a much more positive light, he's one of the guys that, uh, you'll see will show how to do things and the dieting techniques and just a really positive thing. But he is, uh, very outspoken on filming in the gym. He's got a lot of videos on TikTok and Twitter and everything else, but yeah, he's somebody to really look into about this. Stuff. What's, what's his take on it? Does he not, I mean, cause I'm assuming he does most of his stuff at a home gym. Yeah. Well, no. Cause he works at his own public gym or or wherever he works um but yeah he he makes it clear that it's a it's a shared space and that you know if you don't like people walking in front of you while you're filming or you know if you're making fun of people filming people in the gym that's not cool man okay
3: good good deal all right yeah I will I will definitely check him out um the texter who said that their gym has a sign that says no recording is apparently
2: ozone and Osomotomy. Okay, interesting, local, then I assume. Yep. I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, if you know of any others, I would happily tell people what those are as people join gyms here with the new year. 913 uh, 586 we'll take a break, get to more of your comments next on KMBZ. Couple of Florida stories to get to here. Uh, speaking of social media, <laughs> that gets us right into uh, the next story here about what this guy did to put on a TikTok.
0: Mm,
3: yeah, because we need one more person to do something dumb to try to attention whore himself into becoming some kind of internet famous. According to the authorities, a guy in Florida decided to to hit a deer on purpose with his SUV so that he could put it on social media and, and make the video go viral. This is in the booming metropolis of Geneva, Florida. Clay Kinney, age 27, was arrested on five counts of animal torment. Wow. One count of Jeez. animal torture and one count of a moving traffic violation. In Seminole County, the sheriff's office said he was uh, patrolling an area Uh, After an investigation began into Kinney due to the TikTok video, they said that uh, he conducted a traffic stop on his blue Chevy Tahoe, Kinney admitting to not even having a driver's license due to it being suspended. Hmm, I wonder why. He attempted to run over five deer, but was successful with only one of them. And of course, after he hit it, he just took off.
2: He told law enforcement he parked on the side of the road, And so was there one that he hit that? A fawn, yeah. A fawn, yeah. Um, He parked on the side of the road and took the fawn before being rear-ended. He said he was going to take it home and release it on his property. (laughs) The officer said that didn't make sense Uh because the forest is on both sides of the road and your property couldn't have been there because the forest is there. Right.
3: So, yeah, I, I don't know what he was planning on doing with it. But of all things, it's a how can I make myself famous? I know. I'll go out and try to run over an animal.
2: So the scary thing about that that I hate is that there's probably an audience demand for that. Mm-hmm. There's probably an audience for that. Yeah. And he knows it. And that's... Um, <sighs> boy, but I'm surprised that's... Again, we were talking about this the other day. Um, TikTok, of all the social media platforms seems to really censor things. I mean, they again, they don't, there are words they don't let you say. They will take off. Um, even videos that are for educational purposes, they'll take down just because of what they are. Sure. I am surprised that TikTok, although maybe we don't know because he didn't get to post it, but would have allowed this on there.
3: Y- yeah, and I guess even, even if you have something like that that's taken down, it's going to be up for a period of time before it gets flagged. For sure, how yeah. long that is, who knows, but even a day or two might be enough for you to to get whatever likes and and whatever views you're hoping to get out of something like that i I don't know it makes so little sense to me, but in terms of censoring, I mean the thing is run by the Chinese government there're right. no they' are no strangers to censoring content,
2: yeah, that's absolutely true, yeah, um so luckily he's now gonna have some some troubles and uh some some problems in jail. Then we stay in Florida for this, um, with this Orange County story. So we have a woman that was trying to sell her home, the home had been listed. Shortly after she lists this home for sale, contractors show up to measure her driveway. And at one point she comes home and her concrete driveway is gone and it's just this big muddy pit.
3: Yeah, yeah, she had, uh, she, and she had no idea what was going on. She had no clue what was happening here. And the story gets even weirder because when the contractors showed back up, she's asking them, what are you doing? What, what, what happened to my driveway? Why did you steal my driveway? And they said they had a series of text messages from somebody who only identified himself as Andre, who said that he wanted a new driveway at his house and gave this address. So they showed up. And, you know, before they poured the new concrete for the new driveway, after they had already taken the old one out, which seems like it might be a step too late, they started pressing him on, okay, we need an in-person meeting with you. And he said, well, I, I can't, I'm-, I'm out of town. And then uh, they said, okay, well, if you can't do that, then we're not doing any more of the work. And that's when he cut off contact. But her driveway was already gone. So yeah. why somebody would do something like this and who this Andre was,
2: no idea. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where the money is and if that's a scam, and clearly it is because they asked for proof of, proof of ownership and he didn't have it yep. because it wasn't his house. Where's the money in in that scam for him? Because he's the one having to pay money to have this done, which I'm sure he didn't do. Sure. He's not doing the work. He's not... You know what I mean?
3: And if he had been successful, all he would have done was buy a new driveway for the woman who lived in the house. The only thing that that seems like it might be some kind of hint in here, and I don't even know how to put together what it is that still, you know, the outcome of the scam would be, is the fact that the house was for sale. And whether it was somebody who was trying to screw up her sale by getting her driveway ripped out because it's going to be a lot harder to sell the house if your driveway is gone. But even at that, I mean, if it was somebody who maybe had a personal beef against her and was just trying to screw her over because you figure if they did pour the new driveway, they would go after her for the money.
2: Yeah. um, Well, I'm so confused by this one. Um, She is under contract to buy a property nearby. And so now she has to hurry up and replace this driveway in order to sell the home within two weeks, or she loses the contract on the property that she yeah. has a contract for.
3: Okay. huh? Oh, I hate going here. <laughs> but what if you're one of the neighbors who lives where she's about to move and you don't want her there?
2: And you don't want her to be able to buy that property. Mm-hmm. And so, wow, this that's that that's malicious. That's clever. Yeah. To Do all of this,
3: you know, young, single mother, African-American uh, who knows, but yeah, if there's somebody who wanted that contract to fall through because they didn't want her to be their new neighbor, that's awfully conspiratorial. Wow. I mean, that that's, that's really going down a rabbit hole, but there are some awful people out there. So, I mean, I, I can't, conceive of another possibility that makes any sense because like you said there's no way that the person who did this is going to make any
2: money out of it no that's what doesn't make sense to me i also want to talk about this construction companies for company for a second who tears out somebody's driveway Uh, maybe this is normal practice without making sure that the person that asked for it to be done has the authority to ask for it to be done Yeah, I mean, yeah, the proof of ownership, don't you do that first?
3: (laughs) Yeah, seems like that would have been a good first step. But, I mean, I guess you figure if somebody calls you to get a quote on a new driveway, what would be the point of somebody faking that? They just, they got suspicious over time because they only ever had text messages and they didn't have, you know, any, and when she came to them and was screaming about, why did you rip out my driveway? Then all of a sudden, the whole thing became perfectly clear that it wasn't somebody who owned that house who was trying
2: to get that done. Someone just asked on the text line, why is the contractor not having to replace it?
3: They might. I mean, because they ripped out the driveway without any proof that that she was the owner. Somebody else said, and this is this is also true, could be somebody who wanted the other house that she was trying to buy and wanted her contract to fall through for that reason. Wow. That also makes Uh, a lot of sense
2: so crazy all right we'll take a break coming up uh we'll go to new mexico among other places what they finally want to outlaw get to that coming up on kmbz